Hi, my name is Lauren Goss. Um, I am a professional triathlete based out of Boulder, Colorado. And welcome to the Training for Ultra podcast. Welcome to episode 107 of the Training for Ultra podcast. My name is Rob. I also go by Training for Ultra, and we have a really interesting episode. This is all about Lauren Goss. She is the one that took some CBD cream um, on her ankles and ended up getting flagged and failed a drug test and banned from triathlons for six months. She is pretty much the only one to ever have this happen to her. So I felt like there's there might be more to this story, so I wanted to have her on the podcast and dig in. She's a heck of an endurance athlete out of Boulder, Colorado. So I hope you enjoy this episode. It's brought to you by my sponsors, Exoskin. If you want to try them out, I use their toe socks, cap sleeves, base layers. Feel free to use my promo code, T, the number 4U20 for 20% off. Also like to thank Hammer Nutrition. They've been a big supporter. Feel free to use referral code 252888 for 15% off your first order there. Ultimate Direction, love their vests, have used them throughout the Triple Crown. We'll still use the Mountain 4.0 during Moab 240 here in just a few weeks. So thank you to them. Thank you to Sufferfest Beer. They now have national distribution. Check out their website for the nearest retailer near you. And last but not least, Candace Burt, Crystal, all their big team. Thank you guys. Um, Destination Trail, they have races of all distances. And uh, Bigfoot Tahoe 200, now complete. We have Moab 240 to finish the Triple Crown. Big thank you to Destination Trail. They're, they've been very helpful. Big thank you to the Patreon supporters. Uh, we have quite a few new ones. Enjoy the closed Facebook idea generation and just kind of behind the scenes, early sneak peek at things. Thank you, guys. Let's get straight to it. Lauren Goss and how CBD has um, impacted her career. Hopefully, you guys can learn uh, something here with this episode. Appreciate it. Enjoy your training. All right, I'm I'm joined by Lauren Goss. You might have heard of her in the news recently for some hiccups with CBD oil, and you know she's a super super athlete. You know, top ten in the whole world within triathlons. And instead of just taking um, some of those headlines at face value, I thought you know it's our duty um, to to dig in to talk to her to see what happened to learn more about her background and not just judge people based on a headline that you read um so lauren thank you for joining me i wish it was on better on better terms but i mean um i think we're going to help a lot of people here and i'm really interested to hear more about your story yeah thanks for having me so within the world of triathlons it seems like 
is it correct you're like one of the best um with that that 70.3 distance is that right yeah i would say i'm like up um contending for like podium i mean at all the races i i show up at um so i was looking forward to going to world championships this year in france it just happened about three weeks ago but unfortunately with this uh incident that we're about to talk about i wasn't able to go so um that was a big bummer for the season where's where's your aerobic capacity come from are you just uh (laughs) naturally gifted were you were you born at altitude like what's (laughs) what's the backstory there because you're gifted yeah no um i just grew up doing pretty competitive swimming like pretty intense since the age of 10 and um i would say that's where i probably built my aerobic engine per se but um (laughs) running's always come like naturally to me and uh i've always enjoyed running um and cycling though is something new i just picked up kind of post-college and so it's kind of been my weakness of the three but um i've enjoyed getting to learn that sport better and uh yeah i guess that puts me as a triathlete (laughs) where where'd you grow up Uh, i grew up in um south carolina in charleston Okay, cool. And yeah. it's interesting. So biking's just relatively new, but your swimming and running capacity seem to be so off the charts that, I mean, can you get through the bike? Are you excelling at the bike? Is that your oh, weakness? Yeah. I'm, I'm fine at the bike. I mean, I can, like, I mean, I'm not the best, but I can keep up with most people. You know, I just, I would say I just don't really enjoy it that much. Um, I really have a passion for running and, uh, you know, my background is swimming. So, um, yeah. I mean, do you train on the trails or are you doing a lot of like sidewalks, roads, pavement for running? Um, well, I live in Boulder. So, um, there in the off season, I can run the trails sometimes in Chautauqua and like, you know, kind of explore those types of areas. Um, I do a lot of my training at the reservoir, which is just like dirt roads. Um, I like training on soft surface the best, but I would say like I haven't got to really do a lot of like gnarly trail running, um, like up the flat irons and through Chautauqua park as a triathlete, just because of one like injury and two, a lot of it's just like really getting really efficient at certain paces. So I'm like grinding like a lot on the flats and I mean, it gets pretty like daunting and boring. So, um, I'm excited now that, I'm going to take a break from triathlon. I can just enjoy running trails and take my watch off and kind of just, uh, enjoy Boulder for what it is. That's awesome. And I'm, I'm less than an hour away. I got to, I'll meet up at some point. Um, so what the hell happened? We got one of the top 10 triathletes in probably the whole world. Super competitive. You're not dumb. You're not going to do something illegal and then like agree to like blood testing. Like, can you walk the listener through what happened? Like, cause I was totally shocked when I heard this story. Yeah, for sure. So I've been racing professionally for nine years. I've probably had like 50 drug tests over the nine years. Um, some in competition, some out of competition and, at an, an in-competition drug test simply is at the end of your race. Like, right when you cross the finish line, you're taken to drug testing before you can see your friends and family, et cetera. 
And then out of competition, it's completely random. Um, the drug testers can show up at any time uh, and drug test you. And there are different types of rules for in competition and out of competition. In particular, THC. It's it's legal out of competition, um, but in competition, it is illegal. So it's kind of this gray area, right? It's like it's a weird kind of like substance that can stay in your system for a long time, or it can't. It all depends on like your metabolism, et cetera, et cetera. I don't super, really know much about it. That's super weird. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. It's really weird. It's. I mean, it's a slippery slope, and I'm not the first person to have tested positive from a CBD cream. I'm actually like I think the third or the fourth. There was a golfer and a tennis couple, a tennis player and a skier. Um. And I, in April, I competed in a race and, um, I wore like some new shoes and anyways, I thought I had a stress fracture. So I got an MRI. I thought I had a navicular stress fracture. Like I couldn't even walk the dog. It was pretty bad. Um, but it turned out it was just a mild stress reaction. And so I decided instead of using like painkiller pills or, um, other alternative things. I just use CBD cream and obviously, um, rehab to get better. And, uh, I use CBD cream for like six weeks every day and night, pretty religiously. Um, it was a CBD cream that did have THC. Um, not a lot, but it did have THC in it. And I knew that. Um, but I was aware of the threshold of THC and I was also just using it out of competition. So it, you know, THC is, you know, technically you're allowed to like consume as much as you want. And I was just using the CBD cream. So I thought it would be fine. So, and then, so uh, I mean, how much THC was it in? Like, were you getting stone, were you getting high from putting this lotion on you? No, I could not feel any like psych psychedelic effects from it. Um, I think there was the, the bottle says there's like 20 milligrams of THC in the whole thing. And I used half. So I mean, really that's not very much, but these companies aren't regulated. And my lawyer had the cream tested and it had more THC in it than it said. Um, so you still had half the bottle left to yeah, test it. Okay. I had used half. Yeah. And, and you know, that being said, like it was my responsibility to use a cream that's federally regulated. And, you know, I chose not to. So when you do that, you know, there's always a chance, but I mean, like, what do you test everything you use? I mean, I just really didn't think anything of it. And so, I mean, I got to ask a, a few like harder questions. Like, have you smoked weed? I mean, no, I've never smoked weed in my life, but, um, I have done edibles and last year I used an edible the night for a race because I had like severe insomnia mm -hmm. and I needed to sleep and I got drug tested in the race and I was fine. And I actually talked to the drug testers and I'm like telling them I use this edible to sleep, blah, blah, blah. I had a, like, I had a, they ask you if you had taken anything the night before a race. So I had told them and I got this big conversation about marijuana and drug testing and sports. And they had told me that, you know, you would literally have to like smoke weed, like at the finish line to get a positive result. Um, weed in itself is on there really just because it's against the Olympic values, you know, like there's no performance enhancing, um, benefits from marijuana for right. endurance sports. I, I just, and, I talked to <laughs> Brian Frank, the founder of hammer nutrition. And I was like, 
Man, if I was competitive and my competition was using THC, I'd be like all about it because it, <laughs> it would only help help my performance. Um, right? It's like, so ridiculous. Seriously, seriously. So what bothers me a little bit about this situation is like you're trying to use like a natural remedy as opposed to ibuprofen. Like, and you're being penalized for using that natural remedy. And there's... Base, there's zero performance enhancement. Like they say, like essentially, you can have more of an appetite and uh, maybe a little bit higher pain threshold. But the way you're using it, there's like zero. There's like absolutely zero performance benefit from it. Yeah, and I mean, I'm like, don't I didn't you know how is like a Vicodin illegal it's a legal substance but like a cbd cream isn't it's such a strange thing and it's such a gray area because this is a substance you know that can stay in your body and um i was using it out of competition but in my in competition test it was still in my system like you know like and yeah i Feel like it's I, a statue you know, of limitations there. Like, I mean, exactly, and it's hard to measure. So, I think you know, the WADA and USADA need to either make THC completely legal or completely illegal. You know, like, and, and, and if it was a completely illegal substance in competition and out of competition, then I wouldn't have touched it. But because it wasn't, like, I decided to use it out of competition because it's allowed. And then, unfortunately, I had a positive test in competition. You know, so it's like. You know, technically, I actually was following the rules. Um, but, you know, so it was... How, how does that make you feel? Like, are you... Are you this is arguably kind of, like, devastated your triathlon career. You had huge sponsors. You're doing this professionally. Like, I mean, you're top 10 in the whole world when it comes to this distance. Like, is this... How, how, do, you, how do you feel about this? Um, I feel, well, at first I was like super anxious and I didn't know, I think the hardest part was just telling my sponsors and like, um, I personally can look at myself and I know I didn't cheat. Like I know I didn't get any performance enhancement and, you know, I was just trying to take care of my body in the healthiest way possible. And, uh, so I don't feel like guilt or shame or anything at all. I am sad because I lost a lot of money, honestly. And it was like my job, like I lost over a hundred thousand dollars because of this. Um, I pretty much am forced to like kind of not compete anymore because I lost my main sponsor, which was, you know, my salary and, um, you know, it'd be like a runner losing their running shoe sponsor. Right. It's like, you know, if you don't, you don't have that, it's pretty, it's impossible really to continue and, and make a living out of it, you know? And yeah. so I've been kind of forced to kind of retire per se. And, um, but how, I will how be old honest, are you? How old are you? I'm 31. Oh gosh. Yeah. I'm 31. And, and I like, kind of was just getting into my prime. I was and, just going to uh, say you're in your prime. Ugh. Yeah. This is, it's a bummer. this is heartbreaking. I mean, so you don't like biking that much. <laughs> um trail running's a lot less uh i think the salary starts off at about two thousand dollars a year <laughs> um do you do you enjoy the trails enough to pursue that 
like as a profession or I I mean I don't think I I don't really honestly see myself having a sport as a sole profession in my future but um I really do like trail running and I could see myself competing as a professional you know but I mean obviously it wouldn't be everything I was putting my you know time into but it's something I want to explore and I've seen uh Abby Levine she was a girl who used to train with me and she kind of switched to trail running and she seems to be really happy and really enjoying it. And I think she's making pretty good money. So, um, she's, yeah, awesome. I wouldn't shut the, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't shut the door on it. Like, I don't know, but it's something I'm going to, you know, start joining groups in Boulder and just see what happens from it. I mean, so, I may be terrible. So we'll see you with a green shirt on here soon. Um, <laughs> that's, that's really awesome. Of all, all the people in Boulder. Yeah. She's very well respected and, she hardly considers herself an ultra runner. Like talking to her, she's like, Oh, you don't want to talk to me. I only like the short, like 50 K distances and that sort of thing. Um, (laughs) I mean, not to overly focus and digress, but I mean, tell me more about this cream so that other people don't make the same mistake. And I, I went through my own kind of mental inventory and, There was a time I went to a race. I'm not going to name the race, but they gave away free samples of CBD cream. And post-race, I put some on my ankles. Never in a million years did I think about the fact that it probably had a little bit of THC in it. Um, And technically, I think I probably, I mean, I I used it one or two times, Not, not anything crazy, but it's so easy to just overlook this stuff um i mean do you have advice for people like it it sounds horrible like take ibuprofen instead of trying to be smart (laughs) about it like (laughs) right um i think my case was just a weird incident like i think it was a perfect storm like i don't know like i don't know if the cbd cream i was using um like I said, my lawyer had it tested. It had more THC than it said, but like, I still don't quite understand how I tested positive. Um, but I think if you're racing at a high level and, you know, for me, for an example, I was making a pretty good income doing it. Um, it's pretty obvious if I wasn't going to get a performance benefit and I'm making really good money in the sport, like, if I truly thought it was going to compromise anything, I wouldn't have used it, you know? That's exactly why I'm talking to you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. It makes it's no like, sense at all in the world. Like, you wouldn't risk something that minute. Like, it makes no sense to me. That's exactly why I reached out to you. Yeah. So, it's like, I mean, anybody anybody who, like, hears a story should, like, maybe put that together. Like, um like I wasn't going to throw away my career to like use this cream. I I genuinely thought it was fine. And I mean, you know, people are like, well, she should have had the cream tested before she used it. You know, I should have done more research, but like on this creams website, it says it's called Mary Jane Salve. That's the name of the cream. Um, It says it would, you will never test positive using this cream. So I felt like I like kind of researched their website and like, did my due diligence there, but was it enough? Obviously it wasn't, but I should have got my cream tested before I used it. I think that's a little extreme. 
I it's $550 to get my cream tested. Like before you drink I'm, that no, soap. No, I'm not going to do it. Like but where do you draw where do you draw the line? Like you're you're at a exactly. bagel like a a breakfast place like you have a poppy seed bagel. Like what are you going to do? Spend $550 and have your bagel tested before you eat it? Like I, I Yeah, or like my red meat tainted red meat. Like am I going to yeah. get that tested? Like no. Like if I really was if I like even something like Sudafed, I would never take the night before a race because I know that has a chance of like testing positive, right? Like, uh, but you know, for people to say I should have got a CBD cream tested, I mean, that's just as they're an idiot. Like, no, like, uh, you know, like it's, it's crazy. And especially, especially, especially because the cream is legal and are out of competition. And that's when I was using it. So like, I didn't even think twice about it yeah that scares the hell out of me um because different i I, i'm no expert um but my guess is that different drugs resonate and stay in the body longer than others and so where do you start defining that like well yeah and i don't know and like and it's different for every individual and i mean i never like smoked marijuana in high school or college or I mean, ever. So I don't really like, you know, some people are like, Oh, it stays in your system for 68 hours. Like I have no idea how long yeah. it, it stays in my system. But I, I, it, with my conversations I'd had with drug testers before, I thought for sure, you know, I was fine. It, and, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't help that runner's world had your, your big article on like how laid back of a runner you are. Like, no, that didn't really like, help. Like it. seriously, talk about like <laughs> like shitty luck on that front. Like you really remind me of a Courtney DeWalter. I know triathlon world is totally different. Um, but you're like very laid back with like listening to your body. I which I think is very advanced actually. Um, like you're not super rigid. You're not going to just run to run and break yourself. Like you have a very advanced understanding of all that stuff. And again, you're 31 and you're just starting. Like, I mean, within the ultra running world, you're like a rookie. Um, and honestly, I think the ultra running world is so much more understanding of the situation. So I'm just super excited to see you not selling yourself short here and, and like writing yourself off, I guess is the phrase. Like, like your career within ultra running, I think we will all accept you. Um, and you're, you're so gifted. I mean, it's not like you're blood doping, which is a whole different, we could have a whole episode on how some of the Ironman champion champions, uh, that were recently crowned might've done some super crazy stuff in the past and gotten through all the loopholes, uh, I got to ask you, so could you do a Ironman world championship and have two Budweiser beers in your bike, like water bottle holders? Like, is that, is that legal? Is that legal? Yeah. So you could be, (laughs) you could be doing beer bongs in between the swim (laughs) in the transition. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> beer mile ultimate beer mile <laughs> you could do the beer iron man and and that's totally acceptable is that yeah, right because yeah and see what's the difference like you know the fun it's equally as performance enhancing as marijuana would be i would say 
<laughs> I mean, exactly, exactly. That's yeah. what bothers me is, I mean, I know there's rules and I know you've taken edibles in the past. It's awesome that you're that open and honest about this stuff. But truly, like when it comes down to it, we're testing people to make it a level playing field so that you don't have a big advantage, you know, you utilizing some illegal methods to outrun, outbike, outswim the competition. I just don't see how THC does that. Honestly, I like the one exception is maybe you're throwing up violently, but like, <laughs> again, you're not competitive if you're that violent. Um, you're, you're that down, you know, I, Okay. Yeah, I'll it's, get off it's ridiculous, box. and I think uh, I bet you in the next year or two it will be gone. So, how's that make you feel? Like I'm, I'm still. I think you're getting totally shafted here. You had this, yeah, big Ironman career, like you said, like six six figure Ironman career going, and you put cream on your ankles, and now it's all down the toilet. Like. Yeah, I'm trying to, like, stay kind of positive with it. Um, Well, first, it's a six-month ban, so it's over in December. So if I want to race next year, I can race. I'm not going to race because I lost my sponsor, my main sponsor, Trek. It was a bike company. And I understand why they had to terminate me um, because with them, it's like any drug violation is termination. Like, doesn't matter what it is. And, like, yeah, is it right? Is it wrong? I don't know, but I understand why they had to do it, and it's okay. You know, like I get it, but I don't. I don't think like I'm not going to go back to doing triathlon just for prize money. Like, um, but all my other sponsors stuck with me, so I can That's go good. back if I want to go back. Um, but I, you know, I made a lot of I made a lot of money in the sport. I was really smart about it. And like, I just remind myself I had the opportunity to race 10 years. I had shitty luck and I'm trying not to be like a victim and like, maybe like, you know, maybe something better will come out of it. And, uh, I was like, honestly getting burnt out with triathlon. Like I was tired of like the grind and like, Oh, just like the, I mean, it's, it's like a brutal sport, the traveling, like, you know, everything that goes with, competing as a professional and then on top of that in triathlon it was it was a lot and um i kind of wanted to take a step back for the past few years but i was making good money so i couldn't really walk away and so i like tell myself like maybe this was happened for a reason and i'm gonna find something better out of it or maybe i go back to racing and i really missed it or maybe i do trail running like i have no idea right now what i'm gonna do next um i'm just kind of kind of trying to take some time for myself and like just really like have a clear mind and hopefully um, have an idea, a better idea of what I want to pursue next. I was going to ask like what, I, I don't know, like uh, what inspires Lauren Goss? Like, <laughs> like when you wake up in the morning, are you like, shit, like I got to do 12 miles today? Like, or, I mean, or like, when what's, I was training, what's exciting? Yes. What's making you excited about life? Um, well, right now I'm getting married on Saturday, so all my focus is on that. <laughs> and uh, yes, that's that's correct, listener. Uh, <laughs> we got in right before the wedding, so this. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's amazing. Congrats. Yeah, that's exciting. And then, you know, after that, I just don't know. Like every morning I wake up and I want to exercise. That's for sure. Um, Do I want to do proper training? Like, I'm not sure. You know, like, do I want to do intervals? I've had no desire to do intervals in the past (laughs) month. So um, I'm just kind of trying to um, take some time for myself and, uh, I don't know what's going to lead me. I don't know what I'm going to do next. I'm coaching, uh, nine athletes right now, organically. Like I didn't advertise, like they just kind of came to me and, um, you know, I'm finding joy in that. I don't know if I necessarily want to coach post triathlon, like, but for now, um, it's good and I'm enjoying it. And so I'm going to do that until I decide my next move. Cool. I mean, yeah, your focus is in the right spot. So, um, I mean, I had the question reading through your story, like why, why accept, um, accept that kind of six month ban? Like why do you blame yourself for that? Like, do you blame the whole system there and kind of like, okay, like I'm done with triathlons or like, why accept that, that ruling and not try to fight back a little bit more? Well, because it would have cost $15,000 for a lawyer. (laughs) Like I already paid, uh, and I have to, um, that's interesting. You know, I already had to pay my lawyer and if I wanted to continue fighting it, it would have cost $15,000 more. If I want to go back to racing, I have to pay all the prize money I made this year back. So that's like, quite a bit of money. Um, there's a lot of reasons, honestly. And I was strictly thinking financials and, um, I lost my sponsors. I'd have to return all my prize money this year. I'd have to pay 15 grand to a lawyer and maybe we would win, you know, like, and I, I just, I am not in a position to really, um, do that. So I had to just kind of accept the six month ban and, uh, walk away. And I fought it, you know, as much as I could responsibly. So uh, researching your story, I came across the quote that I am somewhat forced to end my career as a professional athlete. Do you still feel that same way? Cause it's well, just it's financially. A, I mean, for a 31 year old hitting prime, like, like peak performance, it kills me reading that sentence. Like seriously, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, look, if I miss it in a couple months, like come like, you know, the season's about to be over now. So it doesn't really pick back up till April and come end of the year and I miss it, then I'll go back and I'll like find sponsors and I'll make it work because I made it work out of nothing. I wasn't a collegiate athlete. I had no business being a professional athlete and I like wanted to. So I figured it out and I made it work. And you had business um, being a professional athlete. (laughs) Don't, don't say that. Well, (laughs) performances show that, come on. But it was a lot of hard work and it was like, you know, it was tough getting, um, sponsors. Um, and I know if I want to pursue that again, I will. Uh, but like I said, right now, I feel kind of jaded from the sport. I I don't like how partners you've been with for years and years and years, like kind of can just shit on you after like you've showed so much loyalty and, uh, you know, they don't really like understand the story and it's like i i just don't 
I would, I mean, all I can say is I'm jaded by this whole situation. Um, I think it's insane and ridiculous and it kind of like makes me sad, you know, it kind of like makes you sad. I'm just sad. I'm not upset. I'm not angry at anyone. I did. I use the cream. I'm, I tested positive and like I take responsibility, but, um, that's why I'm, like, that's why I'm here. Just, I, yeah, it's just I brutal, you know, agree more. Um, and I want to support the hell out of you. Like you're a super talented athlete. And like you said, you got shit on by everyone that and no one even looked into the story. No one cared. It was just, Oh, there's that headline. Like, yeah, don't use, don't use CBD oil. Oh, you don't want to be dumb. Like, um, like I, I really felt for you, um, as I researched this more and I just, I feel like this could happen to anyone and I, I think the whole sport of triathlon needs to review this. Like you are the case study. You are a super athlete, super talented working your ass off and uh yeah this this does not need to end this way so i recommend i i recommend you look into trail running as a profession and pick up some more pick up some more athletes um to coach them and change their lives and i mean have you thought about trail running beyond because because you said i mean you're in boulder Trail runs in Boulder are dangerous. <laughs> it's scary. Well, it's, it's scary trying to run there. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I just haven't really explored it too much. I've been so caught up in just like swim, bike, run, mile repeats, like, you know, like 1K repeats. I haven't really, um, I haven't really had the chance to really even, um, explore it so i plan on doing that this fall i've been traveling i haven't even been home in like a month i've been in china and then i was in france and now i'm getting married in maine and so nice. i'm looking forward to get back to boulder and kind of just have a clear mind now and kind of just enjoy um everything and see what i you know what passions come up for me i once life settles a little bit reach out we'll, we'll go for a run we'll touch base and I'm going to possibly put on a race come November. You're more than welcome. And uh, there'll be extensive testing at the end of this uh, last man standing race. So awesome. <laughs> watch, well. watch your lotions carefully. Um, I'll make sure not to use any cream. <laughs> I'm not but, injured right now, so I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, how is your ankle? Is, is it your left ankle, right ankle? And has it actually gotten better after all this shit show? Yeah, it was my right ankle, and it's actually it's totally fine. And it's funny because that's actually the only injury I ever had in nine years. I've never had an injury before, so didn't really even know how to deal with it, you know. Um, but I'm better now. Yeah, it was just, you know, I ran on those these Nike four percents, those <laughs> shoes, and um, I like rolled my ankle and something because they're pretty unstable, and it just oh, like really flared up. Like it was so stupid, um, <laughs> but. <laughs> I had a good time. So I won the race. It was fine. We'll, we'll get you hooked up with some trail running shoes here shortly. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, what What are you most most excited about uh, with your wedding? Are you stressed out? Are you Are you going through all the uh, pre wedding anxieties? Like, 
Oh, yeah, it's totally real, the pre-wedding anxiety. I'm not really anxious about anything, but I'm anxious about everything. And it's a lot of change. Like, my life right now, I'm unemployed. I'm getting married. Like, it's just, like, a lot going on at once. And um, I would say it's just overall, like, you know, I'm a little nervous and scared and excited and um, all at the same time. So, um it's a lot of preparation. It's a lot of build up, you know, and yeah. I mean, it's just like a race, right? It's like, totally. I'm ready just to like be done with it before it even starts. <laughs> just hopefully he shows up. Um, it doesn't miss the uh, race start there. Uh, <laughs> come Saturday. True. Pre- pressure's on. Um, yeah. It, that, that's actually the real reason I interviewed you. I, I'm not even really interested in the whole CBD thing. I just, I was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to get a wedding invite. Um, <laughs> so what, what do people not know about Lauren Goss? Like, what's your favorite? Um, I want to hear more about the, like the personal side of you. What's your favorite kind of post-race indulgence? Do you have like a certain, for me, it's like, I eat basically variants of tacos and reward with pizza like oh post-race food i like french fries and ice cream french fries and ice cream are you a beer drinker or no no i don't really drink actually at all um that's that's amazing yeah yeah you just (laughs) smoke all that weed right (laughs) i guess i'm just smoking (laughs) weed all the time (laughs) eating ice cream stoned out of your mind um (laughs) That's crazy. Okay. Um, no wine at all. Well, maybe no. Like, I mean, I'm going to have champagne at the wedding, but watch, um, watch out for Lauren at the, at the wedding. Anyone who's <laughs> listening that's in Maine, is it? Um, yeah. Maine. <laughs> so, um, what, what's your, like your go-to, um, in terms of movies, TV shows, do you even have time for that kind of stuff for, no, I'm like so boring. I don't really watch TV. I don't watch movies. I like the British baking show a lot. I like, oh like cooking goodness. shows. And um, yeah, I don't know. I want to see the Downton Abbey movie coming out. You're painting a picture of a true stoner here. Um, <laughs> Am I? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I mean, what else? what else am I missing? Well, like within your I have person. a dog. I really like my dog a lot. Um, I spend time with him. His what? name's Ollie. Ollie. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's really it. You know, I live a simple life. I like to exercise. I like to cook. I like to spend time with my friends and my fiance. And um, I just like I'm trying to be more present and just kind of enjoy the moment and uh, be outside a lot and you know just. I try to enjoy life at this time. <laughs> life just ran over you. It's like I know. <laughs> it's it's horrible. No, I want to support you. Um, do you meditate and do yoga and that kind of thing? No, I don't do either of those. Damn, that was a misread. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, what's what is your favorite workout? Like, what now that you have no massive sponsorship and whatnot. Like what do you find yourself craving to go out and do exercise wise? I just want to run. Like I just like running, you know, 
for like 30 days in a row and basically just run an hour a day. I just go exploring. I like not worried about my pace, not worried about getting lost. I just like running. And oh, so you're an ultra runner. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not very good with like roots in the ground. So <laughs> <laughs> that's foot strikes. So get your feet underneath you more and yeah, you'll handle that. It's not the uh, the heel strike. Heel strike will roll your ankles all day. So, okay, I'll so have to work on that. Get your foot strike under your body, and yeah, you'll handle that no problem. Um, so last question, and I appreciate your time. I know you're planning a wedding. You're going through all kinds of craziness, and you're back from travel. So thank you for making the time. What advice do you have for people that have a... Achilles tendonitis, some kind of injury, and they're reaching for the CBD product or ibuprofen. Like, I mean, after all of this shitstorm. Like, after all this, I would say use the CBD cream. <laughs> like, if I did, like, you know what? Like, if I did it again, like, not knowing I would have a positive test. Like, you know, like say I didn't get this positive test and I got an injury in the future, I would for sure use CBD cream like every single time. Um, and I think it was just a bad coincidence, honestly. Like, um, I would, I think that stuff's great. I don't really like using pills. I think they're terrible. Um, and yeah, so I would say use the CBD cream, as weird as that probably sounds. I probably would just use it again. No, I, I think that that speaks volumes to your circumstances. And I think the trail running and ultra running community is going to support you a huge amount. So I can't wait to see you at an upcoming race. Come, you know, hopefully see you at Boulder, in Boulder on the trails at some point And just appreciate your honesty, openness here. You're helping people understand the story better. And I hope that the listener before jumping to conclusions is thinking twice about just that single headline. Like let's, we're, we're a smart community. We can see through that kind of clickbait stuff and go to the source, go to the person. This is a human that has spent their whole life trying to become the best athlete they can we're smarter than that so lauren best of luck i'm sure Thank I'll, you. i'm sure i'll see you around at boulder and most importantly good luck on saturday so yeah thanks thanks thank for the interview and uh we'll meet up soon absolutely thank you have a great night i'll talk to you later thanks all right bye And that's episode 107. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Big thank you to Lauren Goss for taking so much of her time, especially during wedding planning week. Um, I, I feel like I understand her story a lot better now. Hopefully you guys too. Feel free. Give me some feedback. Email me, trainforultra at gmail.com. We also have those charity podcast episodes available. So check those out. It's I'll put it in the show notes, but the... Um, the bidding on Courtney DeWalter and Hayden Hawks episodes is now at over $1,200 each. Feel free to check them out. Appreciate your guys' support on that front. If you haven't checked out 
401k for pediatric cancer. Empower Retirement is matching the first external $5,000 raised there, and they're matching all internal donations. So we're raising uh, quite a bit of money. At this point, it's over $20,000 with the goal of $100,000. So just a few weeks more donations will be open until the end of November there. So much appreciated. Thank you to the show sponsors, Exoskin, Hammer Nutrition, Ultimate Direction, Sufferfest Beer, and Destination Trail. Big thank you to the Patreon supporters. You guys are truly making this all work. Don't forget to enjoy your training. Have a great week, guys. See ya.